Episode 39. Almost at 40. The greatest marketing show that ever was. <laughs> you know what I agree? Be. Okay. It will be. I just, you know. <laughs> and uh, how's your weekend, Brady? It was good. Yeah, what'd you do? I was just hanging out in Alaska. Who were you with? I, I think you were there. Okay. <laughs> Jesse, Tanner, Drew. Did some fishing. Yep. Did some off-road buggies. It was a pretty good time. And ate great burgers. We did have a lot of Made burgers. a new friend, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. A-A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. Yep. We had a great time. Private charter. It was interesting, though, to see. So we went up, you know, to catch a can Alaska. And their entire economy is codependent on tourism, but even more specifically, cruise ships. Yep. Which I think I'd only done, like, Mexico cruises, so I had never got to see the incestuous nature. I didn't realize cruise ships are fully vertically integrated in Alaska. Yeah, it was interesting because we walked, like, the front street yeah. and it's all jewelry shops. Yeah. All carrying the same stuff. Like knickknack shops, yeah. And I forget who told us, but the cruise lines own all those shops. And they're the same ones you will find At in the Caribbean, in Mexico. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Like, yeah. they know what the people on the cruise ships want to buy. And so they're just like, we're going to drop you off at this port. And then you're going to think you're going to go out here and support the local economy. But everything you buy at this port, we're also going to make money on. Yeah. And they have, like, crazy coupons concept. on the cruise ship. And people think, like, oh, what are the odds? Yeah. The coupon I have on the cruise ship, they happen to have one in Ketchikan, Alaska. Oh. I, what was what did they say? Newly deads, no newlyweds, overfeds, fed, and almost deads. Yeah, almost dead and overfed. That was a big geographic like persona pool of who was at Ketchikan. Yeah, I didn't see too many overfed and not too many newlyweds. So there was a lot of older folk though. Yeah, they had yeah twenty years on them. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but I thought, thought from a marketing perspective, it was so interesting to see like all the tours owned by the crews. Yeah. All the shopping owned by the cruise. So it's like you're on the boat. You're like, I don't want to buy stuff on the boat. I'm going to wait to like buy stuff when I get into like the port cities. And all these people have no idea that it's just the shop in a port city that's owned by the cruise mm-hmm. as well. Which I thought was kind of a wild thing. Yeah. The bars were local. Bars were local. We had yeah. a good time. I saw some cruise people in the bar. Like that yeah. one playing shuffleboard. It was like yeah. a couple from England was hanging yeah. out with another couple. But tiny town of 8,000 people. Gets three to five cruise ships every day from like March to October, which is the like it's yeah. crazy. It's then the weird, cruise ships leave. It's kind of like economy. dark at night, like not a lot of people out at night, and then morning it's packed again. Yeah, people close down after October. Like certain shops or businesses, they yeah. just they're all turning off. Cruise codependent. So it's a pretty pretty cool thing. But you ready to talk a little more marketing? Yeah, let's do it. You got an ad for us today, Brady? I do. What you got? It was topical, so we were on the way to the buggies. I don't know how we got on the topic. Oh, the guy asked you about your watch. Yeah. We were talking about Rolex. And well, I was talking about Audemars Peugeot. We were talking about high-end watches. Okay, okay. okay. All right, all right. And it was interesting because <laughs> we were talking about like how well they're made and the intricacy and all yeah. the mechanics. And then today, I get this ad on my LinkedIn, which I also liked. Okay. It, it reminds me of... Um, I think Rolls Royce, they say like they don't advertise at car shows. They advertise at private jet shows. Yep. And so it was interesting seeing like such a high end product. I mean, I have VP in my title. So they're using like persona business targeting to advertise their watches. I like that. So they can essentially look at maybe like, uh, do you know what targeting is available on that? Is like average income or something like that? Is it title or income? I know I don't so know if you can do Google income has on like household 10. income yeah. and it's based on zip code and like relative income. It's not like tax data or something. No. Okay. But you don't know about LinkedIn. I don't think they have probably just like income brackets. I think they're title just based seniority at... level, company size, and you can kinda Yeah, I like that though. It's a clever thing for like a consumer goods company that's codependent on like a certain amount of income to advertise on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's clever. It's not I'm not buying one, so <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, you haven't got all the retargeting yet. All right, let's see what the ad is. It takes more than constant care and countless skills. It takes time. Time before we can print the mark of our autonomy, responsibility, integrity on each single dial. Superlative. This is all we make, but 
we make it all. So that in time, you can make it your own. I like that. I like the sound of the clasp when they yeah. his finger went on the clasp. And I also like how they showed automation. Right? They were realistic. Like, we use robots in our manufacturing. Yeah. And they did, like, a very precise movement when, like, those five points were setting yeah. that piece. And then they also showed something getting handset. What does the copy say? I put it's at here. the top. What makes a Rolex Rolex? It's not the wheels and the cogs. It's not the steel we shape nor the gold we forge. It's a good copy. It's the sum of every single part that we design. Craft, not the polish. Sum. It's not. Oh, it's not the sum of every single part that we design. Craft, polish, and assemble with countless skills and constant care. It's the time it takes. The numerous days and months that are necessary until we can print this single word on each individual dial, leaving our workshops. Superlative. It's the mark of our autonomy, responsibility, and integrity. This is all we make, but we make it all, so that in time you can make it your own. I like that, but I don't understand the word perpetual when they have the word superlative. Yeah, I wonder if that's the line. No, perpetual is the campaign, I think. Okay. But the campaign should be superlative. Because it's a really cool part. So if you go back, watch the end of the campaign. They put this superlative tag in the box of the video. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, they like stamp it. Yeah, it's like, a, go back a little bit more for me, Scarlett. Right there. See that part? Mm -hmm. Superlative <coughs> certified. I think you could do a whole series on what constitutes deserving the certification superlative. Yeah. Like I know nothing about it. Right, because they 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 pretend that the word superlative has more than an empty marketing meaning. Does that yeah. make sense? And if they really expounded on the superlative <laughs> part and then wrapped that in the campaign, I think that makes more sense than the perpetual. I don't know what the the perpetual is a little weird, right? Because at the end it goes hashtag perpetual, right? Yeah. So the way I perceived it was perpetual was a new watch. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Like can a we, new line. Can we Google that? But when they say, Rolex. like, stamp on every one, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they put the Rolex name on it. You didn't realize that there was that. You didn't catch that in and the commercial. And then they quoted the word. Yeah. I was like, oh. But you I, didn't catch that in the commercial. No, I didn't like, catch yeah, that yeah. stamp, that, like, wax stamp they added. Yeah, because that's where my brain went. Is like, that was something really special about it all. So, like, what is perpetual Rolex? Yeah. Yes, yeah, see, that's what I thought. I thought it was self-winding. Yeah. Okay. So, that's just the mechanism. Okay. Of... And they invented it, so. Yeah. I think it would be... But if that... If it's the self... They didn't really... It's a weird thing, because they went macro. The campaign's macro, which I liked, actually. I like the campaign. But it, if it goes macro, it should go to superlative. If it goes to self-winding movements, it should go to perpetual. You kind of... Like, from yeah. a categorization <clears throat> standpoint, like... Because if perpetual is the campaign, and then their hypothesis is, we want people to purchase our Rolex due to our perpetual self-winding movement... That yeah. expand upon. That's just a little interesting to me. Yeah, they went macro, but it almost was micro in terms of if you're a Rolex person, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. Like if you Maybe. and I already were on our fifth Rolex, we'd be reading these terms. And, oh, that's this is what they mean. But it was a macro ad. It was, it was just delivered to me ad. on LinkedIn based on my firmographic and job title. Do you, Would you say as the one who kind of like, obviously you chose that you got advertised too, would you say that if you could have seen if they would have explained more about what a superlative certified means and all that, that it would give you more, I feel like desire to purchase or anything like, or perceived value. So I don't like, I think they did a good job. It's kind of reminds me of like a Guinness beer commercial, the way it's written in the side, very romantic, very like good copy and like good ad, but I don't know if it like, it's just barely shallow. <laughs> like it's just barely too shallow when it comes to, to getting you to buy one in my opinion yeah I, I think for me what attracts me to like watches like this would be the investment side of it the time right? yeah because like how because they said it's all about the time right it's the time not the parts it's the time so even values going up over how much, time or how much time passing on to generations while increasing how many man value. hours are you know go into the making of a rolex watch yeah but for me just like the value of the watch itself it's known as certain Rolex watches and high-end watches are known as long-term investments. Yeah. Like they appreciate. Yeah. So that's what I am interested in when it comes to like that's the high-end watch world. That's an angle. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a, could I have a watch and also like wear it and 
lie to myself that it's an investment. No, I don't mean like yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> honey, I'm making us money. What, yeah. are what are you talking about here? <laughs> Can you go back for a real quick second to the LinkedIn that he had it on, Scarlett? Whoa, I like that. Um, can you click on Audemars Peugeot on the right? I'm curious what their ads look like compared to Rolex's because I'm a fan of this brand. If I yeah. ever did buy a high-end watch, I'd buy theirs. Uh, go up a little bit for me, Scarlett. You're going to click on the watch. word ads on the far right. Um, there. Let's see if they're running them. Okay, so they're going avant-garde. A true reflection of your personality. Okay, let's see this. Let's watch this ad. I don't mind a little av- uh, aspirational brand campaign, but you need to pair that with some product ads. A little perfume-esque. Yeah, it is very <laughs> perfume-esque. Do we have any like product more ads if you keep scrolling? They got Serena. Oh, there's another crazy ad again. Yeah, let's watch it real quick. Watch ads are nice. <laughs> I hated that because it wasn't luxurious either. That's all they got, it looks like. Yeah, something more like this where they explain the watch to me is more compelling. Oh, well. Hey, AP. <laughs> I'll let you, boy. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing some support here. I know I don't know the watches industry, but dang. I don't know what that was. Do you? No. I mean, I guess the, the creative campaign with the bikes seems to be their new thing with, like, the hero. Who's the hero, though? No, the hero image has yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. No, so I that know. seems to be, like... I'm trying to... I can't... But I don't ever imagine myself being in the ad for what it's doing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Any other thoughts on these watch ads, Brady? No, I just thought it was timely, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. I know you love those. Ooh, yep. But we were just talking about them, and I thought the ad did reflect well what we were talking about, like the intricacy and like even gemstones within yeah. the mechanisms that you don't even see. Like they showcase that well. I think you could do like 20 different ad like types off that one macro. Yeah. And then talk about the gems, talk about the time, <laughs> talk about the movement, talk about the finish, talk about what makes something. Uh, what did the wizard they used? Superlative. Um, superlative. Yeah, right? So I think all yeah. that could be pretty special. And the placement being on LinkedIn. So yeah. half, half of it was the ad itself. The other half was just seeing it on my LinkedIn feed, kind of getting that strategy where they're using the the business side of my life. Correct. To try to find me. Love that. Speaking of placements, well, which, one are, cu- which one are you doing? I had a couple ads. Let's go to the other one. I thought this was like an interesting story. So apparently littering was a pretty big thing. I didn't know that. But like this country loved to litter. Still do, but I feel like it's we better. Feel like There's it's... now fine signs on the freeway. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of people litter. I feel like if you litter, you like you have to hide it because you know you'll be like yeah. publicly like shamed if that kind of makes My sense. My least favorite is like parked on the side of the road mcdonald's bag just dropped out the passenger door then see, people i don't drive see that, away. that often i don't see it happen but you can see someone did it and yeah. that just it bugs me oh it should it bugs the heck out of me let's scroll a little though on this he has a nice little thread but i want to show you the like the ad so this is kind of setting the stage of you know this is what was going on with everything but you know we still have some of this going on in the country but yeah i would say it's improving but so they hired this ad agency right and then they came up with this, like, don't mess with Texas. So, like, very simple, simple campaign. Um, here we can watch them.
Some people have a deep, abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country. And some people don't. People start pollution. People can stop it. Write for Pollution Booklet, Box 1771, Radio City Station, New York. This is what they did in New York, Keep America Beautiful, right? So it keeps going. So they came with the Dulce Mo's Texas instead. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Each year we spend over $20 million picking up trash along our Texas highways. Messing with Texas isn't just an insult to the Lone Star State, it's a crime. Don't mess with Texas. So what I think is so cool about, like, uh, keep going. You can see the stats. Randy White and Two Tall Jones watch a couple of football stars doing out here alongside the road. Picking up after some folks who really don't seem to care much about Texas. Oh, you mean the litter. Yeah, you see the guy who threw this out the window. You tell him I got a message for him. Don't mess with Texas? That's the message. I got a message for him, too. What's that? Well, I kind of need to see him to deliver it. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I like the guilt trip, the emotion. It's like, because it's such a prideful state. Yes. And they just pull on that. That's it's the one thing we don't do anymore as advertisers. That's why I liked it. So my takeaway is, I think so much of the time we forget in advertising that we're trying to influence humans to change their behavior in some way that is beneficial to our objective. Mm-hmm. Right? In this case, the objective was less littering in the state of Texas. But the concept is the same for all of us. To take take my demo, request my proposal. But we kind of completely like dehumanize our ads. We do this all the time. We talk about our features, we talk about our value props, we talk about our benefits, we talk about all these things, but we don't ever appeal to something higher. Mm-hmm. In this case, they're appealing to like state pride. And then they're trying to evoke that emotion of like, you're a Texan. This is your land. You should be proud of it. You need to protect it. And nobody messes with Texas. Yeah. And I mean, it's such an easy campaign because who in Texas isn't going to react well to you saying like a line, which is don't mess with Texas they've always had, and then applying it to a problem they're currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. Especially because I think Potentially the same pride could have been causing the littering in terms of like free country. I do what I want. Well, that's what they said in the thread. Yeah. Like there was this like uh, they were treating littering like seatbelts. Yeah. Like you can't tell me not to throw trash wherever I want. Yeah. I do what I want here. I do what I want. So you had to take that same sense of proud independence and then turn it into the strength instead of a weakness. Mm -hmm. Instead of like a fake appeal. To, like, stop being bad, it's more like start being good. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Or start living up to, it's actually the easiest way to, I think, influence someone. It's start actually being the thing you say you are. Mm -hmm. You say you're the best state, the biggest state, the proudest state. Don't mess with Texas. Well, you're messing with yourself. So, are you going to stand up for your Texas? And I think it's just brilliant. And obviously, it worked. What were the numbers if we go down a little bit? Oh, I think it's up. Sorry, my bad. Look at that. Roadside trash dropping by 29% in 88, 54% in 89, and 72% in 90. That's so cool to see the public impact advertising can have yeah. when clearly articulated to the public. Like I don't think we ever think of ourselves as powerful or agents of change as marketers and advertisers. But this is a pretty special example of how we can have an impact on society as a whole through the art and science of marketing. Like, that's dope. Yeah. I think to your point, like, we try to take a human from 0% to 100%. And what they did is they aligned with, like, 80% of who they were. Yeah. And then they 
and reminded them this part of you is in direct conflict yeah. with your identity. Yeah, and they use the rock and roll guy. They use the the macho man tough guy, and <laughs> yeah. maybe that's where the problem was. Yeah. So I thought it was done well. Yeah, it's a pretty simple ad, but I think it's really really cool. And I think anytime you can do something like this and change public behavior, it's pretty dang special. Yeah. And the fines might have something to do with it too. I don't know when those were introduced. Yeah, the thousand dollar fine does. Well, they started giving out those tickets. That's <laughs> yeah, you start putting out fines. But to to our point, the problem with the trash, you know, is it's hard to catch people in the act. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of land and not a lot of cops. And so you still got to be able to catch someone littering to be able to give them a ticket. Yeah. Right. And so it's cool. They got to decide they don't want to do it. So it's cool. You can influence culture just with ads. I like it. Yeah. The other one I thought was funny, too. Scott, you got that one. <laughs> hey, Jet GPT finished this building. Pretty clever. Yeah. I like it because it's for... It's for hiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's for impact. I think they do, like, uh, job placement and yeah. construction. It's a pretty clever little ad. Any other thoughts on it? I mean, it's blowing up right now. This is like a... Yeah, I don't know how much, they th- how much thought was put into it, but in my mind, like, younger generations deciding on a career, AI blowing up, taking jobs, yeah. I thought it was really hacking into that mindset, where it's like, yeah, you would think tech was the place to go they're making more money why would i be blue collar why would i do construction and they're kind of flipping that on its head yeah saying well this is something chat gpt won't take from you so maybe enter this career path well i think it works so well too because the ad's physical yeah right it's not a digital ad i think the placement matters a lot is that like yeah it's on one of their sites which i think is brilliant yep like if you're gonna board things up might as well make it advertisement there you go that's kind of where my head it's a two exactly it's like well why not exactly like double dip you already got to cover this whole thing could be an ad yeah it's like the rooftop of a taxi yeah the glowing sign it's like well you're driving everywhere for work i think it also shows the importance of relevance like if you ran this ad in six months i don't think it's as trendy it's a bit of timing too yeah right chat gpt's in the news and there's all this narrative of jobs, construction, you know, AI is going to eat all our jobs. And then it's like, well, hey, ChatGPT, finish this building. Fits perfect. Pretty cool. What are the comments saying? Let's do it numbers. All right. I love it. <laughs> but Correct. this is, but this is to me like the type of stuff. And I like how simple I don't, I like that it's not noisy. It's like a three section ad. So it's got like the chat bubble bunch of white space your skills are irreplaceable and then the brand name mm-hmm. pretty clean qr code in the bottom left i like it there yep i think they could maybe have redone the ad to know where they're going to keep the raw materials so you can read the whole thing yeah what does it say satisfying jobs and construction, construction and, and that's <laughs> So, you know, if you, had, if you kind of have a little critique, I'd say maybe, you know, a little less space between the chat GPT finish this building bubble and the your skills are replaceable. Just a little so you could get the copy closer to the word impact so you yeah, can see it all. They should have known pallets are going up there. <laughs> I think well, now they know. Right. But you yeah. see pallets on the other side, too. Yeah. So I think that that like should be a good expectation because you could theoretically like if the pallets cover the QR code at all, you couldn't get the QR code to work. For example, yeah. So little stuff like that, but nah, it's super clean. I, I like really, it. really like it. Yeah, sweet. So T Swift, never heard about her. <laughs> you can't escape her right now. No, nope. T Swift is like the sun. She is everywhere, influencing everything. Yep. And she's packing out stadiums. She's an icon, and I frankly did not really realize how big she was. She's huge. Yeah, I mean, this is the apex so far of her career, I think, is this heiress tour with how often she's playing, how long the show is, ticket prices, merch. So one of the coolest parts about what T-Swift is doing, the queen, is the marketing and the promotion, right? It's been going on like crazy. People are talking about it like nuts. Mm-hmm. She's doing a massive tour. Can't escape her. It feels like she's like just everywhere. Now it's running itself, but we're talking about how she got it there. Yeah, because I don't feel like 
she'd ever made this big of a splash before. I agree. Like where it made it to like me because I don't listen to her music or have a huge awareness, but like she somehow eclipsed every social circle. Do you know anyone going to a concert? I'm going to be there <laughs> and I haven't been to one since I was in the pit during her fearless tour. Wait, you've been, to Center. A, you've been to multiple T Swift concerts. So I went to her first tour. My buddy, his aunt had tickets in the nosebleeds and you went and we left our seats during like the opener ran into her managers. They give us two pit passes. So I'm like 18 years old, just hands on the stage at her first tour. <laughs> huh? How I have it? her guitar pick. Really? Yeah. There's some Swifty right now that's losing me. But I sold the shirt or I gave it away. I'm kind of bummed because my wife is a big Swifty now and I would have had a great like nighttime. So you did a Taylor Swift concert. You had a good time? Yeah. I mean, we got pit passes as teenagers. Yeah, Center. Didn't know a word of her song surrounded <laughs> by like these teeny boppers. Yeah. We were having a blast. I love it. So now what I think is interesting is kind of her social strategy and how she's doing it. Because what I don't get is how she builds her aura. Because I think you can look at the tactics, and I think a lot of artists could do what she does, but not get the reaction she gets. Mm-hmm. Do you have any insights into how? Because I think the marketing of it all is fairly clever. It's good. I like it. Like her Capital One partnership, right? How she's bled over into business. She's done a lot of very creative, wise, clever things in her own promotion and marketing. What I'm curious about from your perspective, Brady, is like, where do you think she gets her aura from? And it says that, like, everybody, I mean, they would take a bullet for Taylor Yeah, the cult following. Yeah. I mean, she's been doing it for a while. I think she started off very conservative to where parents were more than happy to allow yep. their kids to, to listen to her. She made people feel like you were a part of her life because she'd talk about her breakups and her, yeah. like, her lovers and her songs. And I think right? she's pretty active in that like category of drama to where but she's kind of been out of the drama right no she's always going really it's always breakups, songs about it and i think she got big enough to where because i think that there is a breaking point to where people might be making fun of that but her following is so big that everyone's on her side there's always something to talk she's about not like Pete davidson the like, songs I don't feel are like... about it does she date any super famous people though harry styles right I don't know. Wasn't that like one of her songs? She like thanked him for the award she won because she wrote it about him. She like did that on stage on an award show. She's like, you know who you're I'm talking about? Yeah, because she's like the guy. Like I saw she broke up with some guy just now, but I never heard of the dude. It's not like Pete Davidson style where he's no. like only with like the biggest names of like women in, you know, the media or whatever it is. But yeah, it's like she's kind of been under the radar, right? A little bit, Scarlett? Like I feel like she wasn't talked about for, like, a couple years, and then she came out of nowhere, and then everybody just, like... Well, she was at the legal battle, right? So she bought her songs back, and then she re-recorded she them. re-recorded. That's when, like, this whole thing, I feel like, started. That's a great narrative, though, right? Because your fans will ride or die with you on that yeah. kind of the adversary, right? Like, like, what service are we switching to? Your agent <laughs> was trying to screw you. The record label tried to screw you. Now, the only way I can win is with your support, and we do this all together as the Swifties, right? Like, that's kind of... I feel like the like the revenge tour almost of like we're going to strike back against everyone together yeah. to a certain extent it feels like. So let's go check what she's doing on TikTok. Let's, what, let's watch this video. That's the other video. It's cool. me. Hi. I know that I have a habit of dropping cryptic clues and Easter eggs when giving you information about new music and I'm not here to deny that, but I am here to defy that. There's Welcome multiple Swifts in the room. series I'm calling Midnight's Mayhem with me. She's terrible though on this. <laughs> Wait, will you go back to the beginning? I just want to make sure we can watch this all. I'm going to be using this technologically advanced device Looks to like help a me video. allow fate to decide exactly Don't come after what me. track titles Swift I'm going to be announcing and in what order. In this cage are 13 ping pong balls labeled 1 through 13 each representing Maybe it's a bit, I don't know. No, it's not a bit. So Even the music in the background. The first track I'm going to tell you about... Track 13. Because of course. Track 13 is called... Mastermind. How? I'm hooked. 
No, you're not. No, very. I remember the first tour. She was kind of socially awkward, but she, it was kind her first of? big tour. I think she's become a better performer. I don't, it, it kind of seemed like they were setting a weird. I didn't watch the video scene. yet. I, I'm just being honest right now. This know, is what I think a, so unique about Taylor Swift. Who is it? Kristen Stewart from Twilight. Peter gave me those types of social vibes. Can we go back a real quick, Scarlett? Because that was that was wild hostage video. Don't get mad at me, Swifties. Just trying to look at this. Hit hit back. Hit pause. Can you hit pause real quick? Uh, oh, it doesn't let you hit the comments. I just want you to hit the comments. Maybe hit play and then it'll let you get to the comments. Sorry. Cool. Now let's pause it. She's everywhere. See, there was a clue at the start we didn't even see. So it was supposed to be a hostage video? The anti-hero clue at the start. They obsess over everything. They're really reading into this. I mean, that's the... So the heiress tour, like, she has a random order each night for, like, the songs because everyone tries to, like, memorize the set and she flipped it on their heads. So is she doing this on purpose, the hostage video, and I don't get her bit? I think it could be some type of... Can we watch another video? Because maybe then that's super clever and I shouldn't be giving her way more credit. I, I can't tell what she's doing on purpose or what her fans just, like... Posturized? Yeah, let's go see more of her TikTok real quick. Yeah. I guess it's all the same scene. Well, maybe a different video that's not like her outfits. Yeah, yeah, maybe or they're all kind of eighties ish. Maybe like the uh, fifteen million where she's on the left, far left, hits different. Really hits different. This one. I pictured you with other girls in love and threw up on the street. Dorky? Approachable? What about the 14.6? Can I see that one? Where she's like dressed up? So, uh, we were born in the wrong time. Because we look fucking great. Whoa. Cursing in front of the. Interesting. She's so, pretty edgy now. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> okay. I guess I'm trying to understand it. Let's watch another Midnight. Okay, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm like this is a deep dive into the Taylor Swift, just phenomenon. And I guess That's I have we watched maybe this one. Yeah. Welcome to the second episode of Midnight's Mayhem with me. I will now be leaving it up to fate to announce the next track. I will now be leaving it up to fate and announcing the next track on the album. Here's cat. Yeah. It's a big thing. Everyone's against Katy Perry's cat. She's track pretty, eight. I guess. Like that, she's obviously attractive. Vigilante shit. Oh, she curses? So that makes her a bad girl? Yeah. I get. I don't get it. It's a hard thing. I maybe it's just because I'm not her audience. I'm trying to see. Maybe she's coming across as like, oh, she's my friend, and she's kind of being dorky on TikTok, like that type of approachable, versus like out of reach. I think we're. I think what we're having a hard time with here, Brady, you and I, is we're trying to understand how she's putting stadiums full of people <laughs> and owning the national narrative. Yet, if anyone else in the world did any of these videos, they would be mean to death. Like, just as a joke. But somehow, I've never seen anyone say a bad thing about Taylor Swift. Maybe that's because I'm going to learn the, the cost of doing so by talking about her on my podcast. Yeah. Maybe You're the ready Swifties. To get canceled. Yeah, I, I don't. Please do not come after me, Swifties. I'm trying to understand it. I'm not a Swiftie. They're going to hack Directive Sight. <laughs> I'm on the outside just trying to appreciate a budding. Well, not a budding, a mega superstar. She is yeah. bigger than Drake. But at least Drake's thing, I can kind of get how he does. Now, I, know, I love her Capital One commercials. I think those are great. I think how she's done it. I guess I'm trying to understand it. It's a clock. What about the it's a clock? Is it all just her humor? Maybe it's like a, the it's 14.1 million views, bottom right. 
All right, I've been wanting to show you this for a while. So we have um, four different covers for the Midnight's album. And if you turn them over, there is obviously a back cover to each one of them. They're each different. But what I wanted to show you is that if you put all the back covers together, she's a clock. It's a clock. That's cool. It's a clock, it makes a clock. It could help you tell time. Oh my god! So she has a unique sense of humor. <laughs> it looks style. so amazing. Humor that causes people to buy all four <laughs> and go out and find them. I, now, what I don't understand and what I kind of feel from her is that it's all very fake and that she has a marketing and PR team doing all of this and it's not really her. I wonder what, do her, but I don't feel like her fans feel that way. It feels very kind of like staged, if that makes sense. She definitely plays off of like having like a culty vibe because like now like just even like she now. knows they're going to collect those yeah like I, you no, you just don't need one you need all four yeah. of the same album for your bedroom no and i think they that people watch this and they're like i do need that and yeah. there's 14.1 million views and she probably sold millions of them easily which i get what i don't understand is that her fans don't see it that way but it i'm not a fan so i see this and i'm like this is one of the weirder social media profiles I've ever looked at in my entire life. She's awkward. I went to her concert like my freshman year of high school. Okay. And I just remember her being awkward. You at Fearless? No. Staples Center? I think so. I was in the pit, so I don't know how close <laughs> we were. But... Sweet, though. Oh. 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 Little pet, pet pit peasant over here. I don't think they can throw the guitar <laughs> picks like up. She's a really bad dancer and like very awkward. Yeah, she just stood there and looked around. But, but she I was young. That was like I her first she's a pretty good show. performer right now, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that was, was a long time ago. A very long time ago. But no, but I just mean her whole plan, right? Because we're evaluating how she promoted and launched her new album. It is the most unique, interesting, confusing thing. It reminds me of um, the movie Jack Nicholas, uh, The Shining. Like, it kind of has, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I haven't seen you've it. You've never seen The Shining? You and Peter can. Go Do you know what I'm talking about, one. Peter? Like, it has a certain dryness to it. Yeah, I've, I've seen The Shining. I think what she's, like, going for with this is, like, a, a bad 80s Powerball reference. Like, like bad 80s infomercials, I think, is what she's, like, trying to go with this kind of vibe. Okay. With the aesthetic and, like, the cheesy music, you know. It's working for yeah, her. She's not being serious. She picked up the phone upside down on that one we watched. Yeah. It's working for her. I mean, she's packing out stadiums and she owns the national narrative. I am just intrigued by it. Yeah. But now it's like running itself. Like her heiress to her. I don't know if they know I'm going, but my Instagram feed, there's one part, I don't know where the show was, but lightning struck at the perfect time. That video blows up. There's a certain song people are proposing to at the show. Those are blown up. She gets brought out on stage in a storage closet push cart with like these fake mops hanging out. And someone finally got a video of her walking out of that. When she gets to stage, it yeah. was like a rumor huh. this whole time. Now that's blowing up. Now I do notice something about what you're saying. When I noticed all our videos, it seems very gender fluid compared to the old Taylor Swift. And what I mean by that is like, I wouldn't say that anything she's doing here appears overly girly and that she's opened up her demographic. You get kind of got to mean by that. She changed her genre. Like she used to be like a country. Mm -hmm. It's like country pop, right? Yeah. So now she's just true pop for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, because her her vibe, I wouldn't say, is like appealing right here to like fifteen year old girls like it used to. Like I wouldn't say that that's who she appeals to anymore. I'd say it's probably more still her initial audience has grown up, and then she's evolved with them to this new persona, right? She's she's so really big with yeah. Girls. I'd say the she is. teenage yeah, girls is her biggest. Yeah. But following. now she starts cursing, right? So this is her new edgy Taylor because she never cursed before, right? She's been cursing for like several albums now, but she she it's only just like a curse word or two on every album, not like not okay. It's not like the whole song. understood. And now if we go up to the top, what's her most recent post? Because the tour's been going on, right? So she was announcing it then, like a video my dad took. Oh, she's she's so good. Like, see, that's more... This is what I thought I'd get from her strategy. Can we watch this one? Could have got a better seat, though, too. 
sounds like. That's what I'm not looking forward to. You can't hear her. It's like all the people screaming. That's insane. Look at that stadium. Yeah. It's a sing-along concert. Definitely. A scream-along. How to lose my voice. (laughs) That's epic, dude. But so cool because see this is what i thought she was going to do a video my dad took and play the heartstrings i didn't know she had this whole other persona to her of kind of like quirkiness if that makes sense of like her humor and her style i thought it would all be a lot more like this like here's a video my dad took you know reminds me of when he was there with me on my first concert Mm -hmm. like those kind of posts but dang okay so what else is she doing to promote the shows I know she did the Capital One stuff. Yeah. Let's see on here. What else they got? And for me, it's all user-generated content now. Like, now that the tour is going, it's just people posting their outfits. There's content about the merch lines. There's that the storage thing. There was the scene, like, where she dove underwater. How did she do it? I saw a tweet that was, like, she forgot the words to one of her songs. We shouldn't be putting her through all this stress. Like, maybe it's too much for her to sing some of these songs yeah. already. Playing piano in the pouring rain, and her piano was broken, and it was just making noises. Like, it's just all user-generated content. And it's all drama. Right? Like, it's all, like, yeah. charged to, with emotion. I mean, there's a bunch of different angles. There's one scene where it's, like, witchcraft going on and so now you have like the very conservative people like she sold her soul Uh for this tour yeah it's just gotten that big to where i haven't seen any like taylor swift brand how does she interact with her friends though so i think it's kind of interesting so she did a track like a track list release right but what where does she get the cult from is it does she because usually when you see this is like can we go to her Instagram? Because maybe it's a little different. Like, normally I've seen when, especially women who develop strong followings on social media, I've kind of always been able to tell or notice or appreciate they're really transparent about their life. Like when sh- Cardi B used to go live? Yeah. Like, and they share a lot. You kind of get where I'm going with this? Like, they kind of give you an inside look. Like, do we yeah. have? Yeah, I'm curious. Like, Taylor Swift. Oh, 262 million this is insane. So if we scroll a little bit, the Ice Spice, I saw she did the promo with her, which was cool. She's bringing on different people. She's got all her outfits. But she's not doing a, does she, what are the captions? Can I see like the caption style? Like right there where she's like laughing with the guy and they're doing the more. So scroll a little bit for me. That one with the dude in the green shirt, a little lower. That one. Anti-hero, but make it acoustic now at store. Yeah, she's not really sharing a ton. I wonder if she pays influencers. Because I feel like I've seen more influencer content around Taylor Swift than anything from Taylor Swift. Well, that's what I'm kind of saying is like, there doesn't seem to be, like, she's so big that it's this is more to me like she it's more drake style if you're ever seeing like drake how does his stuff he's very much like the figure of drake but i wouldn't say that drake has drakeys you know that are running around so i'm wondering if when that changed or if she had done that earlier in her career where she would just go live and like be like taylor talking to the camera and like sharing her life because um, i don't see a ton of that in her current strategy so i'm trying to figure out where the cultness comes from i mean the way she talks at her shows is different than drake like she's almost sitting down with friends the way she talks to the crowd so she, so she can relate really well but yeah i think it's now just a culture thing where i'm sure there's like a swifty war going on in a friend group like if you're not a swifty get out okay so it's at that size and now. now they just study like all her outfits and how she's evolved and they wear those outfits at the concert and it's more like for them than it is even interesting. Take on I wonder life. what that video is because that yeah, seems like life. she's yeah, what I've been looking for. Yeah, that uh, yeah, right. that one. We That's one I was looking at. Oh, she seems like she was just talking to a fan. I think we, she should be in the door. We don't want to see her walk in the door. She should be in already. already. In it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that. Oh, they're doing a music video set. Even faster on Dylan, and then yeah, Sadie's right there. Cool. Uh, she's right behind. Four, three, two, one. 
So it's showing how in touch she is no, even really with cool. the music video. No, I'd love to see this. This is what I've been looking for. Yes, this is what I want, T Swift. This like is what I was like wondering. I'm like, where did she do this? Chemistry that like comes around once in a lifetime and just like, just like happens and it's sweet and it's playful and you could be laughing in the middle of it, but it's also got like the elements of like physical chemistry mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. it. Try it a few different ways. All right. Also, I love the idea of if you if you're on a down angle, if you're below them, a little yeah, and coming around them and stuff. And five, four, three, two, one, yes! That's beautiful, now laugh. <laughs> Excellent cut. Okay, so she it's, knows what she's doing. It's more of a toss. Yes. I <laughs> love seeing this, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the part I haven't got to see of her brain. Go to the bottom left for me too. I think we watched this one. Did we? Okay. Because this was, is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I haven't seen her do that. Now, that's where you build these. Like, I'm like, where did she get this connection with her fans? Because I haven't seen her show any part of herself in any of her recent promotions. Yeah. There was a good video. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was very cold. Yeah. There's a video of her figuring out the getaway car lyrics with her, like, songwriter partner. Like, her group. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just them in the studio kind of tossing back lyrics back and forth and she did her first film this song was like a really popular song and she made a seven minute version and i feel like that's also when she like really blew up because this was like one of it just related to all high school girls like i listened to this in high school and she might play the full seven minute version at the heiress tour or she might not got to be there yep interesting i think it's really really cool I had never understood the allure of Taylor Swift, and I didn't get it until I just saw her directing. She has this passion for what she does. She has this, uh, like, humanness to her that makes her relatable, and she feels very much like a real person. But I truthfully didn't get that sense from her in any of the stuff I prepared for the show and how she promoted. Yeah. I was expecting to see more of it. Like, I have knocked on her Instagram, and I was very surprised yeah, I know. with all the professional photographer that's because i didn't exactly tour. i never thought that that was the t swift brand i thought it was much more yeah. what we just got like this frankly like the stuff we're seeing right here which is her showing her humanity because i feel like that is how you get cultish like fans is you let people in and then everything that i was seeing from her promotion of this was very like standoffish she probably has that content behind a paywall you think so i don't know that's crazy <laughs> I feel like T Swift could do an OnlyFans, not like from That's like what a, I was thinking. like a nude, not like a nude version of that. What I mean is like exclusive content for her followers. Yeah, opens up the door to her life a bit more, and she could be a billionaire. I feel like 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 that if she charged. But if she charged ten dollars, you know, to subscribe, to subscribe to that content, and then she just put all of her stuff behind the paywall. Yeah, she'd have a. Hundreds and if people of leak it, the Swifties are going to attack them. Oh, yeah. So she's pretty safe. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to go under attack. Don't attack us. Okay. We love Taylor Swift. We're just. I'm supporting the heiress. We know it's not what we know. Okay. We're learning. You're attending. But I just. I, I, it's really, really cool. It's really interesting to see someone have that much mega stardom in how it affects their strategy. But you can see she has a different strategy. Like, you scroll up, watch. Like, it is totally, you have all this, which is, like, what I've always known Taylor Swift to kind of be, was, like, this woman's woman kind of brand. And then all of a sudden, she just becomes, if you keep going up, like, watch, this is, then all of a sudden, she's a mega star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the Drake social media strategy. Like, this looks like Drake on Instagram. So it's really, really unique because, I mean, I put her in the same level as Drake. I think it's her and Drake. I don't think anyone's bigger. Ed Sheeran's pretty massive, but she's got ties with them. I don't think Eddie Boy's bigger than T-Swift, though. You think Ed Sheeran's bigger than T-Swift? Ed's big. Really? His numbers. He got he puts up nummies? <laughs> yeah. Go to the top on followers. We'll just do the old school way. Yeah, let's, look at, we'll look at uh, let's see Ed Sheeran. But her fans are rabid. Uh, Teddy's photos. I think it's the top one. Bruh, he ain't even okay, in the same let's not universe. Do Go to Drake. Go to Drake. 
No, his like some of his songs just Spotify streaming. Oh, I love watching the Ed Lear and Ed Sheeran loop when he does the loop and he sings live when after doing, yeah, like the cool. loop live and then Drake's at 138. Yeah, dude, there ain't nothing like T Swift, dude. That's 100 million massive. more than Drake. But see how he had like see how his, I like imagery is like the new T Swift stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought was so interesting, but it's clever. Um. He did the collab with her. Remember when I love that commercial where everybody leaves and he puts the headphones on and he's listening to T Swift when he does the workout. I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, it's an all time ad. Here, show everybody real quick and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Do Drake T Swift ad. It's so good. That one right there, Apple Music. It's so good. No mercy. No mercy this year. Let's get it. He's so good at acting. I mean, <laughs> Degrassi. What? Cause baby, now we got bad blood. <laughs> you know it used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. <laughs> I love this commercial. Cause baby, now we got bad blood. Hey, now we got problems. <laughs> That song's about Katy Perry. Really? That's where the bad blood is. The drama, the juice. But no, I always, I saw that video and I, but see how Drake has that whole like charisma thing? Yeah. You kind of think the biggest superstars in the world have that. And T-Swift, she's got I'll let you know after this tour. Yeah. We got to get a full debrief of it. It's been a while for me and I do remember she was pretty awkward, but it was her first big sold yeah, out yeah. staple center. And she was kind of just like, I can't believe this is happening, yeah. which is cool, but that's relatable also. Yeah. I always saw her brain as like hyper relatable, especially towards women. And then you see her new stuff. She's kind of like, I feel like she's out of that category. I feel like she's for everyone and she's a mega star and her kind of pivoting towards that. So way to go T Swift. Really cool to see. I don't Biggest know if anyone else. I think the cool part is only T Swift can do, that strategy. And I think it goes to show you we all need to have our own version of harnessing our own strengths and our own identity for however we want to promote ourselves. Because I don't feel like that would like I know if I did those videos, I would just get clowned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it works for her. And so I think finding that like angle out for yourself and how you promote is great. And uh a little deep dive into Taylor Swift. And she's been growing it for a while, which I yeah. think is the most impressive. Huge. Like you had the believers and then Justin kind of fell off and he got back up. And I think she's just been consistent. Well, she has a war story too, of how she took her music she back. Had that plateau, she fought but, for the artists. Yeah. She became the face of change in the music industry, which I think is really epic actually. Um, but yeah, very cool to see her strategy. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Yeah. If you're a Swifty subscribe yeah. and follow and like, follow, like subscribe, leave five stars. And uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. See you later. See you next week.